the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The White House announces that negative COVID tests are required to enter the U.S. from China. In the scientific community, what concerns us the greatest is the evolution of new variants. And will we be able to track the the genomics of those variants and be prepared for them ahead of time? The social media app TikTok is no longer allowed on House-issued devices. This is a, a real security threat for the U.S., and more than just the tracking and the personal data and the geolocating of our uh, American citizens, they're using the algorithms to drive divisions in this country, to polarize us and to, to pull us apart as people. Southwest Airlines says that outdated scheduling software is partly to blame for travel debacle. Weather will always cause travel problems, but Southwest meltdown had about as much to do with cold and snow as it did with technology. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, December 29th. I'm Jim Bartow. On Wednesday, the White House announced that starting on January 5th, people flying into the United States from China will need a negative COVID-19 test within two days of their departure in order to enter America. News Nation's Kelly Beeson breaks down what is known so far. The U.S. responding to a lack of transparency from China on COVID numbers, and so is Italy, already stopping flights and testing passengers. Two days ago, reporting one flight from China where 52% of passengers were COVID positive. Remember back in 2020, Italy was ground zero, ravaged by COVID, the global epicenter after it spread from China. Other countries not taking chances, Japan, Malaysia, Taiwan, and India all already tightening measures. This map showing global hotspots. You'll know China isn't among them. And that's why other countries are growing concerned. After weeks of protests over lockdowns there, the Chinese government decided to ease restrictions and has stopped reporting true numbers of cases. Reports from inside the country saying the virus is running rampant. Beeson also says that the new COVID restrictions for travelers from China comes right before China's busiest travel season. Now, back in 2020, by the time the U.S. banned travel from Chinese foreign nationals, there were just a few confirmed cases in the U.S. Forty-five other nations had already imposed travel restrictions at that point. And up until these most recent developments, most countries had returned to pre-pandemic travel and entry requirements. News Nation has confirmed January 5th, that's the day tests will be required for travelers from China. And the l- new lunar year begins January 22nd, and that is usually China's busiest travel season. According to the new restrictions, every airline passenger two years or older, regardless of vaccination status, will need to have a negative test prior to entering the U.S. When it comes to those who have recently recovered from COVID, they may need documentation for that as well. Dr. Jane Morgan Executive Director of Health and Community Education, says that China is going from one extreme to another, and the CCP's lack of transparency is concerning. 
and I think that's a great example of going from one extreme to the other. They had these lockdowns and then they went immediately to a completely open society. And I see that's that's what we are seeing the result of with these multiple cases that are hard to really pin down, trying to understand the transparency and exactly what is the caseload there in China. We certainly are all concerned. Obviously, in the scientific community, what concerns us the greatest is the evolution of new variants. And will we be able to track the the genomics of those variants and be prepared for them ahead of time as we see this multitude of infections, which really is in the millions? Morgan goes on to suggest, in her opinion, travel restrictions may not be the best tactic to handle another wave of COVID because the dominant variant in China is already in the U.S. And so the variant that is predominant in China is already here. It's the B7 variant in lower numbers, 4%, 6%. We still have the predominant uh, variant of these BQ families, but the predominant variant in China is already here. And so These restrictions apply to direct flights from China to the U.S., as well as flights that stop in Canada first before connecting to the U.S. Another conflict in Europe may be brewing. Daybreak Insider's Keith Peters has more on this developing story. Serbs have erected more roadblocks in northern Kosovo and defied international demands to remove those placed earlier. The move on Tuesday came a day after Serbia put its troops near the border on a high level of combat readiness. The new barriers were made of heavily loaded trucks that were put up on Tuesday in Metrovica. The northern Kosovo town is divided between Kosovo Serbs and ethnic Albanians who make up the majority of Kosovo as a whole. It's the first time since the recent crisis started that Serbs have blocked streets in one of the main towns. Barriers have been set on roads leading to the Kosovo-Serbia border until now. Keith Peters reporting. The controversial social media app TikTok has been officially banned from electronic devices issued by the U.S. House of Representatives. According to a notice circulating Capitol Hill, users who install the short-form video app on any House mobile device will be asked to remove the software. The Fed's now banning TikTok on U.S. government devices following the lead of more than a dozen states that banned it on official devices over privacy and security concerns. China expert Gordon Chang explaining why it's a smart move. TikTok is owned by ByteDance. ByteDance, although nominally private, is a Chinese company. Every Chinese company is under a compulsion to spy. Um, That's because of the Communist Party's top-down system. And so clearly, no matter what uh, protections we try to build in, um, ByteDance is under that compulsion to commit espionage. So um, we've got to recognize that. TikTok has been under scrutiny for some time. Robert O'Brien, the former national security advisor for President Trump, says that. This is a, a real security threat for the U.S. And more than just the tracking and the personal data and the geolocating of our uh, American citizens, they're using the algorithms to drive divisions in this country, to polarize us and to, to pull us apart as people. And uh, we, we need to get, we get rid of this, this thing. It's a, worse than a Trojan horse. The move comes after more than a dozen states in recent weeks have implemented their own prohibitions against TikTok on government devices. According to security experts, TikTok has the potential to be used by the Chinese government to spy on its U.S. users, which could then be used for Chinese intelligence operations or the spreading of Chinese-backed disinformation. Republican Representative Nicole Maliotakis of New York 
agrees that security questions surrounding TikTok should be taken seriously. Since 2020, TikTok has been negotiating with the U.S. government on a potential deal to resolve the national security concerns and allow the app to remain available to U.S. users. However, TikTok has previously called efforts to ban the app from government devices a political gesture that will do nothing to advance national security interests. Former President Donald Trump's tax returns are expected to be made public on Friday. Daybreak Insider's Norman Hall has the details. Former President Donald Trump's tax returns are expected to be released by the House Ways and Means Committee. That's according to a congressional aide who was not authorized to discuss the timing of the release publicly and spoken condition of anonymity. Friday is the next time the House is scheduled to meet for a routine pro forma session. The Democratic-controlled committee voted last week to release Trump's returns with some redactions of sensitive information such as Social Security numbers and contact information. The new Congress, with Republicans in control of the House, begins January 3rd. Norman Hall, Washington. Over the holiday weekend, canceled flights by Southwest Airlines drew anger from passengers who were left stranded by the thousands at various airports. Initially, the debacle was blamed on weather. However, according to new reports, the mass wave of cancellations were caused in part by outdated scheduling software. Reporter Steve Steger explains what happened with the airline. The catalyst was the storm. Weather will always cause travel problems, but Southwest's meltdown had about as much to do with cold and snow as it did with technology. The company's management acknowledged to employees internally today. Our COO and CEO actually today, uh, for about the first time, um, alluded to that fact that, that this was the cause of it, and it's infrastructure, it's, it's IT infrastructure. That's Tom Nicoy, a Denver-based Southwest pilot and a leader of the Union for Southwest Pilots. He says they've been warning of an epic fail like this related to technology for years. We are woefully underprepared in terms of IT and how we deal with this growing network that we have. Much of the issues with technology revolve around crew scheduling, a phone system for tens of thousands of pilots and flight crews. Steger says that some employees using the outdated system would be on hold for more than 20 hours. In 2022, where we're depending on this massive company with 10,000 pilots to be able to reach somebody via a voice phone call. The Union for Southwest flight attendants today shared screenshots showing how long they've been on hold. I think that people will have a hard time imagining being on hold for your job for 20 hours, 17 hours, five hours. Often it works, but when it doesn't work, it's catastrophic. Corliss King is the second vice president of the flight attendant union. We have asked them to bring our flying and our technology up to the airline we have today. This is not our airline from 1971. Publicly, Southwest today called their continuing problems unacceptable, and they apologized and promised to get things back on track. The question is, will that be enough? Steger says that Southwest's concern now is will customers forgive them? We're concerned about those return customers now, right? Um, whether or not they're, they have long memories, especially if you strand them on Christmas is something that's so sacred to people, um, whether or not they're going to come back um, for years to come. We want to be the airline that everyone loves. 
Sure used to be. Uh, now, a lot of this may have to do with the way that Southwest routes its flights. Think about it. They are not a hub-and-spoke system like the other airlines where you've got a plane that leaves LaGuardia, goes to Detroit, goes back to LaGuardia, goes to Buffalo. Southwest does it where they'll go from the East Coast all the way to the West Coast with stops in between. That makes it harder when you have bigger disruptions like this. Uh, Southwest, for its part today, said that they hope to have things back online and operating relatively normally by next week. They're going to mm-hmm. cut their schedules down to a third of what they were supposed to be. And, and uh, the pilot we talked to today says what you're likely going to see are a lot of planes in the air right now with only crew on them and bags. Because you've got all those bags that you've got to get yeah. to the other destinations. You've got to get them there somehow, and that's probably how they're going to move them. The airline has earned the ire of lawmakers in the process. On Tuesday, Biden said that Southwest would be held accountable. The Department of Transportation also called out Southwest for its failures. Elon Musk is defending his massive cost-cutting at Twitter as necessary for the social media platform to survive next year. Daybreak Insider's Jeremy House takes a look at the latest drama from the social media platform. The cost-cutting is due in part to debt payments tied to Musk's $44 billion takeover of the company. Musk described Twitter as like a plane that is headed towards the ground at high speed with the engines on fire and the controls not working. Musk says he plans on remaining as Twitter CEO until he can find someone willing to replace him in the job. A hallucinogen will soon be available in Oregon. Daybreak Insider's Tasha Stevens takes a look at this psychedelic story. Oregon is a step closer to opening clinics that will provide psilocybin to patients. Psilocybin, or magic mushrooms, are consumed for their hallucinogenic effects. A client must be at least 21 years old and will be required to complete a preparation session with a licensed provider before getting the psilocybin during another session. It can only be administered at a clinic, and the person must stay at the clinic until the effects are gone. Tasha Stevens reporting. And finally, Buffalo, New York is expected to emerge from a deep freeze, bringing the prospect of some relief, but also the tragic possibility of finding more victims amid melting snow from the area's deadliest storm in decades. Temperatures were expected to rise into the low 50s by Friday. According to officials, more than 30 people so far have been reported to have died because of the blizzard that raged Friday and Saturday in western New York an area prone to powerful winter storms. The historic blizzard of 1977 killed as many as 29. National Weather Service lead forecaster Bob Orovec says the snow is over in Buffalo and the temperatures will warm up this week across the East Coast. Afternoon high temperatures today near 40. And as we get towards the end of the week, upper 40s, lower 50s. So at the moment, it doesn't appear to be any Arctic air in, in the store for the eastern U.S. National Weather Service lead forecaster Bob Orvik says rainfall is now forecast to mitigate flooding concerns. We do have potential for some rain moving through the Buffalo area as we get towards the weekend. But at the moment, it doesn't appear to be very heavy. So the flooding potential probably will be mitigated by the fact that we don't expect to have very heavy rainfall. Orovec says that Buffalo will benefit from the rising temperatures in the eastern U.S. Overall, with the temperatures going above freezing over the east in the afternoons each day, there should be some progress with respect to removing the snow from the streets. So all in all, it looks like a more positive week for Buffalo. Erie County Executive Mark Polencar says at least 34 people have died in the county from the snowstorm, including 26 in Buffalo. Stories are just heartbreaking, just heartbreaking. Uh, 
Abdul Sharif, who went out to get food and provisions for his pregnant wife, who's about to give birth, and he didn't make it back home. Poland Cars goes on to say that the National Guard will go house to house in neighborhoods that lost power to check on residents. We are fearful that there are individuals who may have perished living alone or two people who are not doing well in in an establishment, especially those that still don't have power. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Jim Bartow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.